Hello there. Welcome to the e-commerce Money Map podcast. Salim Omar here, bringing you another amazing guest. Her name is Jan Omlor. Jan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And say your name again for us. Jan Omlor. Okay. That sounded so much nicer. <laughs> Jean is a certified business strategist and online business coach, works with e-commerce business owners as well as other businesses, industries. As a natural-born motivator, encourager, and voracious researcher and strategist, she helps her clients operate at their ultimate potential and performance level. She helps people help, you know, to maximize their profits while being the visionary they are destined to be. Jean, welcome. I'm so excited. We had a chat before the start of this and you bring so much a wealth of knowledge and, you know, through your life experiences and work and then working with entrepreneurs of different sizes, different industries and so forth. So I'm really excited. Thank you. I'm excited too. Good. So let's start off with helping scale an e-commerce business and you're really talking about how to consistently make five figures a month in an e-commerce business. Okay. So I will say that scaling any business to, to that level, the, the first thing that it's across the board is your mindset. It really is. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, there are tactics and strategies, but I thought a lot about this and tactics and strategies will not work if the person doesn't believe they will. And I've seen very flawed tactics and strategies work across industries. The person just has this mindset, I will do whatever it takes. And I want to do this. So I think the first thing to start with always is the mindset and always with a huge growth mindset. So that means massive goals. That means not safe, not smart, not realistic, not reasonable goals. The people that make it in this world, look at Jeff Bezos. He did not have a reasonable goal. And that is the ultimate, ultimate e-commerce person right? Mm. His goal was huge. Mm. Nothing. He said, I'm going to be the one, the richest man in the world. And people were like, all right. Well, guess what? By saying that he became the richest man in the world at one point. I don't know if he's still the richest, but I think he was the richest. So the first thing now he started off selling books from his garage. There's photos of him in the garage or a shed or whatever it was. He had a great job. And he decided, I'm going to be selling e-commerce before anybody did. So the first was, was his strategy flawed? Absolutely. Did he make tons of mistakes? Absolutely. But the beyond, behind all that was a huge goal. So the first tip or strategy is to get so clear, shamelessly clear on what that huge goal you have if you're a listener. You know, one should, I'll just talk to you, (laughs) is to get really huge because if you have a little goal, then you're little. And okay, so you're working really hard for this little goal and maybe you'll get the little goal, but you worked so hard to get something little. What if you have a huge goal? I'm going to be the top. What would be one thing that maybe one of your listeners sells? Let's just give me an example. Shoes. Shoes. Okay. I'm going to be the next Zappos, but with a twist. Mm. Zappos also, that is a huge success story. It's unbelievable the innovation that happened with Zappos. Nobody did that. You send shoes, you try them on and send them back. Hmm. They get the to you. Well, they say a day. Mine never get to me in a day now anymore because I don't know why. They used to get to me in a day. It's like a three days now. But still, that was their mindset. We are going to be huge. Another one is crumble cookies. 
Now, believe it or not, Crumble is an e-com business. They have their brick and mortar. They send cookies. Crumble, those people did not know how to bake. Two guys that just said, we are going to make this amazing cookie thing. They were social media people. And they started cooking and figuring out the recipes. So the mindset is huge in this. Okay, that's the first thing. Now, regarding the tips of how to get to the five figure, it depends on the e-commerce business, whether you're, if you're FB Amazon, you're FBA, um, that kind of a store, that's going to be different than if you're a, you know, a shoe store that's not on Amazon. Obviously, the strategies are going to be different. And it's really every single business has to figure out like who they're serving, what's the niche, all these things. So I don't think there's one big blanket strategy to do that. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. So the underpinning, the foundation is really the mindset. And I guess, you know, a follow-up question, Jean, that I have is how can one develop that mindset? Because our mindset has come from all our experiences, our life, and we are who we are at a certain point in time. And how do we escalate it to this times 10 or times 100? And, and create this bigger, much bigger mindset. Well, you know, I am big on mindset. So I have all sorts of things that people can do. But the more you boil it down, the more I've come to realize. We need to have that shameless, I'll say shameless again, because people feel so much shame and guilt when they think big. Shameless vision. Yes, I'm going to do this. But then what happens? What happens? Our mind starts to do the backtrack and... Our nervous system gets in the way with emotions, with emotions, emotions of fear, anxiety, guilt, anger, resentment, mm. and sadness and depression. These are the major ones. Now, I actually have a list. I don't do those things. Anxiety used to be my, my poison pill. I actually mm. have a post-it. I don't do anxiety. Something really bad. I, I just, I don't do it. I don't do it because when you let the emotions operate your life and your business, your hands are tied. So really it is thinking big, but then supporting it by saying, okay, I need to neutralize my nervous system and I need to be able to cope and to not do these things. I need to not do fear. Not, I'm just not doing it because what happens is people have these, they go to a Tony Robbins event, not like, yeah, you know, they go to some e-com, you know, Rock your e-com event. I'm sure there's many of them, right? And oh, and they're all pumped up because there's the people, you know, peaking life into them and it's great. And then they go home and what do they do? They go back into the old mindset, which is being governed and controlled by their emotions that were already doing it before in the rut. So what they need to do is make one step out of the rut, one stand. I don't do this. I don't. And it sounds easy. And it is. It's simple. I just, I don't do anxieties. When I start to feel like I'm anxious, I'm like, nope, don't do that. What do I do? I do calm. I do, okay, I'm going to work this out. It's really about neutralizing your emotions. That's the thing. Thinking big and then the neutralization. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Now, you know, I often, when I'm talking to entrepreneurs, business owners, off on the stage, off the stage, you know, I talk to them about having a big hairy audition score, right? A B-H-A-G, huh? right? I call, like it, I call massive, it massive, your yeah. massive goal. And I've he heard some critiques say, you know, if you have a goal, you're setting it yourself up for failure. What's, I don't, 
What would you say to that? It's rubbish. It's, I'll say it. Nobody says that on an interview, do they? That that's rubbish, right? But it is because I'll tell you why. I've done a lot of studies about smart goals and realistic. And uh, the thing is this, you have the big goal, but then you have a first goal to get you there. Mm. It is ridiculous to say, oh, I just started coaching. I'm going to make a million dollars a month right now. Well, that, that probably won't happen. Mm. However, I want to be a million dollar coach. And my first goal is here, that you still have the big goal. There's an incremental along the way goal. So if it's like, let's say you want to have a million dollar coaching business, a million dollar year, that's a great goal. But then you break it down and you say, okay, now I know I might not get to a million in the first month or then, then you're like, oh, darn it, that didn't happen. I'm so disappointed. That's just unrealistic. However, having that goalpost of the million, you're, you have that in your mind and then you say, okay, what's my first stop? My first stop is I'm going to first get to 10K months. Great. Still got that mind over there of the million. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm. now I'm going to get to 20. That's how I did it. I knew that I was supposed to be a million dollar coach. And I thought, that's my goal. Let's start. Let's get to 10K months, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100. Now my goal is 3 million for the year. So how do I do that? Who do I do that? You know, it's not how, it's who as well, who I hire. So it's not always how, it's who. Dan Sullivan talks about this a lot. They wrote a book about it, actually. It's not always, how do I do that, Sean? It's who are you going to hire to make that happen? What coach are you going to hire? What consultant? What lawyer? What accountant? You know, who? Which events do I go to? So a lot of this is, it's really about getting out of your own way in the sense, getting out of your own emotional way, okay? Having huge goals, but not being disappointed if the huge goal does not happen in a week, that is unrealistic. Mm. The time. But when I found that a lot of my clients that have huge goals, they get them because they spoke it into existence and they're focusing on it. And you know, what you focus on has power. Yeah, that's, that's great. So I want to shift gears and I want to talk about using social media to grow organically. How does an e-commerce business expand, diversify and scale? You know, a business that, that's already doing well and they want to use organic social media strategies to take it to the next level? Okay, there's so much they can do if they don't want to do ads. There's so much. They can look at their client base. They can make an offer of some like free thing, okay? They can start a Facebook group and start promoting that Facebook group as this product, people join the group and then they give them a free thing and there's fun games in there and stuff like that. That's a creative one, okay? There's of course, you know, looking, obviously they know to optimize their SEO, right? That's organic. Hmm. It's also really, I think it's really good. Like when I buy something from Amazon, sometimes, sometimes I get a handwritten letter. Thank you for buying our product. I'm like, wow. Okay. I remembered that. So there's all sorts of stuff they can do. Sending a note, sending a little gift with whatever they're sending. Hey, you know, if you buy another one, you get another one free. That's organic, right? Now the social media, that's not social. The social media, I would literally start an Instagram channel. Like that is how Crumble Cookies did it. They started an Instagram channel and a Twitter channel. I think it was maybe Twitter. can't remember. Or an Instagram. And they started all this stuff, the flavor of the month. So they used social because that's what they did. So you could start an Instagram channel about your product. You, you post about the product. You have people with videos about the product. You invite people in that might use the product. That's how you can do it with social media. You grow that. 
And it's just this fun channel where you're always talking, you're talking about the product and maybe a bit of personal stuff. You do giveaways, all sorts of stuff. And you know, you can organically grow by just posting on. I know an accountant that built 250K organically as an accountant. Mm. I mean, you could do that, <laughs> you know. But the thing is that that there's so many ways of doing this, of just building that brand and creating offers. It's all organic, creating offers. Mm. How important is it to build a personal brand within a business? Okay, that depends. That's a good question. Because there are faceless brands that do really well. Okay, but then there's people that are very charismatic and why wouldn't they want to be the face of the brand? Mm. So there's either faceless or there's the person that is the brand. I mean, some brands, it really is the person, right? Right. So I would say it depends. If the person that owns the brand is very personable, and presents well, why would you not do that, mm. right? But there, there are certain people that run brands that they don't want to be out there showing their faces. They'd rather just be in the background. So it really depends on the personality of the person running the business and whether that will actually add value to the brand being promoted if they're well-spoken and they can be a good you know, ambassador for the brand. Right, right. So there's no right or wrong. It's really depending on the person. You can be a success being a faceless brand. Absolutely. Most of these e-commerce brands, you don't know who runs those. Right. That's awesome. Great. Good. What else? Uh, what did I not ask you, Jean, that would be useful that sh I should be asking you? Well, you asked about the organic and the mindset. Those are the main things. I guess cash flow. And this is my philosophy on cash flow. A business is an investment. Okay. There's certain types. And this is just wealth talk. There's certain types of investments. You got to see it where your money's coming in. Okay. And you might say, okay, you know, I bought a house. That's not an investment. That's a liability. If you bought a personal house, it's an investment. If you buy a rental house, that's now not a liability. You need to look at where the value, if somebody has successful businesses, these are investments and you need to maximize those investments as much as you can to bring as much cash flow as possible into those businesses. And people, they don't really think about this like that. They're just doing, it's doing well, but they don't think, wait a minute. This is actually what's bringing the most money into my life, these investments. Why would I not invest more into those businesses to really max? And this is not a mindset people have. They have a mindset of, okay, I have a business that's doing well, keep it going. Okay. And then I own my house. That's not an investment. It's a liability. Okay. And then maybe I should buy some real estate and I'll invest in that. But actually, if you have a business that's doing well, the job is to maximize reinvestment into the business to maximize cash flow. So that's the thing I love talking about as well. That's a general thing. And maybe somebody will listen and go, that's right. I have this business. It's doing okay. But am I really reinvesting to then make it do better? People are afraid of reinvestment. Now, again, Jeff Bezos did this. He just kept reinvesting into Amazon. They were like, kept reinvesting, kept reinvesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the reason people would do something else is diversification. So if some, something happened to that business, to that industry, right? Diversification, it's not putting all your eggs in one basket. Oh, no, that's important. But what I mean is they're neglecting that as an investment. They're just saying, like, they're saying, like, I have a job. Like, yeah. of course you have to diversify, especially right. now. Especially right. now. However, especially now, people need to maximize cash flow. And you know that as an accountant. Yeah. They need to, you, they need to do this thing, of course, diversify. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, if you bought 
I'm not saying what to invest in, by the way, just to cover my bases here. I'm not saying what to, I'm using an example. For an example, let's say people invest in real estate. They do it and they're like, yeah, I'm going to invest in that real estate. But what I'm saying is they're sometimes partially neglecting. The one thing that's bringing the most cash flow should be the one that has the most attention because that's going to bring more cash flow. That's all. Right. They're buying an apartment and it's a very limited amount of cash flow because they only get the amount of rent every month. You right. can't maximize a rental. You can right. just rent it out and it's just, right? But you can maximize a business with the cash flow by doing strategies and getting help to maximize that. That's all I'm saying. Reinvesting for certain things. Yeah. I'm saying. And yeah, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you use the word attention. I was talking to a business owner a couple of weeks back, and he's doing about $300,000 e-commerce business. Per and month? You know, uh, a year. Okay. You know, it's been 300K, <laughs> I love the month. <laughs> so he's doing $300,000 and he's like looking at a second thing to do mm -hmm. uh, other than his business. And mm -hmm. I was like, you know, that's going to divert your attention. Let's get this first business to a million dollars. I want you to really focus all your energy and attention to this business and put your heart and soul into it to get it to that $1 million. Don't get distracted with all these other shiny objects. Like stick with this for a, up to get it to a million. You just basically word for word said what rich people do. Mm. Healthy people think the way you just thought. Hmm. people that don't have a wealth mindset, they do one thing for a while and then they do the shiny object and they're actually losing money because if they had paid attention. And Alex Hormozzi talks about that. I think his book's here somewhere. He says what people... You know offer. Alex Hormozzi. Now I did that. I did the same thing over and over. One offer. I built it and they, oh, you should do it. No. And I was very, nope, I'm going to build this one thing over and over and over. And I read that in his book and I said, that's exactly what I did. Yeah. I did one offer with coaches, you know, coaches and consultants and service providers, online service providers, and, and some e-commerce businesses. And if you do that, you are then taking your attention and focus from what's growing before it's grown all the way. It's like watering a plant and the plant grows to this high and you're like, okay, I'm not getting you any more water and I'm right. going to go to another. Right. Yes. You're right. But there is a point, of course, where, okay, you're at a million. Well, maybe you get to two million. But as soon as you divert your attention, you're losing money. If it's not, you know, matured to the point where you're like, okay, that's doing that. I have enough of a team. Now I have right. some time. Then yeah. do this thing. Yeah. And you're right. It's the whole shiny object is that is not a wealth mindset. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I will say this, having spoken and, you know, worked with so many entrepreneurs over the years, it is one of the most difficult things for an entrepreneur to do is focus. <laughs> Because that's the entrepreneurial mindset <laughs> is we are, you know, that's how we are as entrepreneurs. We're looking at different things and it's a great skill. It's a great characteristic to have, but it comes against us when we're trying to grow one business, right? We can't, we got to almost put blinders on and we got to kind of stick with it and pay our attention and focus in on that one business. It, it, that's what I did. And people find that boring. I didn't find it boring when I was doing one thing over and over and it was growing and growing and growing. People are like, your business is so simple. I said, yep, and I love it. But I don't, I'm really careful. You see, what happens is you've got to make sure that when you do that and you're going, doo, 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 and you're putting the, you know, the, the thing like the, the, the gun sight, you know, to attack, you right. got to make sure that the thing back here is not being neglected. Because yeah. people turn their backs on what's working and they're, oh, here's this new thing. It, it is a problem. And a lot of, a lot of, 
entrepreneurs have ADD. You know, let's face it. The gift is learning hyper-focus to focus. And it's very hard. And I help my clients to do that. I'm like, no, just the one thing, the one thing. You do one thing and you do it over and over again. And then when it's over and over, then you add another element. Then you add another. But it's this all over the place. They think that they're busy and working. Money is leaking. When people do not focus, money's actually leaking, like a leaky hose. Yeah, the Greek book I read, and I'm going to ask you for you know any suggestions because you're so well read. Uh, a Greek book I read a couple of years back was by uh, it's called Deep Focus by Carl Newport. Oh yes, and, uh, it was really an eye opener on on really you know how one can 10x or 100x their productivity, their output, what they bring out in the world when they do deep work, and that's really blocking off your calendar and just staying very focused and no multitasking and all that phone stuff and emails and all that, trying to get all that throughout the day. So, you know, we need kind of that focused time. And and once we get into this habit of building, doing this focused work, it's really very powerful. It is. I'm big on time blocking. When you have a team, your time blocking is harder because the team's asking you questions. Yeah. And you can't say to the team, don't ask me a question when you need it right now because they need it right now. Right. So as a solopreneur, when I was a solopreneur, I have a team now, but when I was a solopreneur, I swore by time blocking. I would be mm. like, I'm not, I don't touch the emails. I do this. I still block my day into two different days. I have a first day and a second day so that I don't let the day dribble through. And I'm very mindful. I have my first day and my second day starts at midday. Two separate days, I get more done. Mm. That's great. Yeah. Compartmentalized. Yeah. Yeah. Jean, a couple of resources, books you've read, things that have made a big impact that will help an e-commerce business owner watching, viewing this. Well, a general book that I love is Psycho-Cybernetics. Maxwell Maltz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Kennedy had recommended that to me a number of years yeah. back. Yeah. Well, actually, it was the first mindset book I ever read when I was 17. My dad had an old copy, an original old copy. No kidding. From the 70s. Nobody read that book, and it had a comeback a few years ago, and I couldn't believe it. I thought, that's the book I read years ago, because it was out of print for a while. Yeah. And it had a comeback. So, I mean, there's so many good ones. The Psycho-Cybernetics is my go-to book just for every, you could read part of that book every day and mm-hmm. be free. Think and Grow Rich, obviously, is great, too. They're similar. Okay. Yeah. There's another book, The One Thing by Keller. Yeah. It's Gary Keller. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good, they're all great books. But I think the Psycho-Cybernetics, as far as just the mindset and the creative visualization in that, it's a book you will never regret having on your belt, you know, because you can read over and over. And I just read a page here and there and I'm like, that's right. So those are great books. I could give a bunch, but I don't want to overwhelm. I think if you get Psycho-Cybernetics, that's a good start. That's awesome. Great. John, this was so good. How can folks reach out to you? What's the best way for them to do that? Well, sure. I'll give you my link. I have a website. They can go to my website. It has all my reviews in it, actually. Shanamlore.com slash reviews. Okay. And also, I'm on Instagram, Shanamlore. I'm on LinkedIn, Shanamlore. I'm on Facebook, Shanamlore. I've made it (laughs) so simple that it's just my name everywhere. Sure, they have the spelling right. Yeah, yeah. No, we got it. And I have it in the kit as well. So we'll make sure we we get that. Great. Thank you so much. This was so good. Really got a lot from it. Appreciate you. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce money map podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, you can find them at ecommercemoneymap.com or on your favorite podcast directory. 
don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want to learn more about the e-commerce accounting hub, visit ecommerceaccountinghub.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the e-commerce money map podcast.